1: friends, welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope For Your Life, alongside Aubrey Sampson. My name is Brian Fromm, and Aubrey and I couldn't be more thrilled than to be joined right now by the Senior Pastor at Parkside Church in Cleveland, Ohio, and also somebody you hear on the station regularly on the uh, Truth For Life broadcast. uh, That is Pastor Alistair Begg. Pastor Begg, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks, Brian. All the better for seeing you and Aubrey. I'm good. (laughs) So kind of you. That is So kind. kind. So and, uh Alistair has a new book coming out called The Christian Manifesto, Jesus's Life-Changing Words from the Sermon on the Plain. Uh, just a wonderful book. And Alistair, mm-hmm. just wondering, why'd you choose uh, to write on the Sermon on the Plain
2: here from Luke 6? Why'd you choose this for this book? Well, I, I think it's more these things choose me rather than I choose mm, them, wow. that um, in studying them myself, I, I'm forcibly struck by the challenge that they bring. And as I often say to my congregation, look, if I have to be challenged by it, then you're going to get challenged by it too. <laughs> yes. And uh, certainly the words of Jesus cut through a lot of our uh, shibboleths and a lot of our nonsense and a lot of our excuses. Mm. And as I've been rereading this book, I, I've been saying to folks that I feel as though I stood on a rake and the handle came up and hit me right on the head. Ooh. And uh, and in in a... In a in a good way, I hope. Yes. Yeah,
3: Pastor Beg, this passage. I, I love that you're calling it the Sermon on the Plain. What in the world is Jesus calling Christians to? What is he raking us or hitting us over the head with a rake <laughs> about?
2: Well, he he's doing it mainly by paradox, isn't he? I mean, he's he's turning he's turning so many of our values upside down. Mm. Uh, he's saying, you know, uh, I'm going to introduce you to Uh, something that is rather uncomfortable, and yet it is phenomenally satisfying. Mm -hmm. It's joyful. It's fulfilling. It's the answer to the question, you know, where is the good life? Mm -hmm. Everybody's looking for the good life. My best life, uh, politicians say we have the answer. Advertisers suggest they've got the solution. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know that's not the case. And uh, religion um, as simply an exercise doesn't have it either. The answer is found in Jesus, and when Jesus speaks plainly to us, as he does in this sermon, um, the, those are life-changing words.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pastor Begg, uh we live in a post-Christian culture. That's a lot of what you talk about in this book. How do the teachings change the way that we, we live in a post-Christian culture and even how we view this post-Christian culture?
2: Well, I think one of the things it does is it, it forces us to acknowledge the fact that that if we are serious about being the followers of Jesus, we will be different. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're just the same as everybody else, then they have a legitimate right to say, so why would I ever want to consider the claims of Jesus? I mean, mm-hmm. if, it, if it hasn't changed your life, why would I, why would I be interested? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when Jesus prays for his followers, he prays to his father, I don't ask you to take them out of the world. I ask you to keep them from the evil one. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like to be kept in that way? And the answer is uh, we live out the principles as the Holy Spirit works within us. Mm
3: -hmm. Pastor Begg, one of the things, as you know, Jesus talks about is, you know, blessed are the poor, which can feel a little bit tricky in Western culture, where at least many of us have a lot from a material standpoint. What does Jesus mean when he's talking about being poor for us?
2: Well, you're uh, you you you're absolutely right, Aubrey. In terms of uh, the vastness of the, the world's population, uh, even those of us who aren't doing particularly well in America find ourselves in the top 1%. Mm. And so the challenge is a real challenge. And what he's talking about is ultimate value. He's talking about motivation. He's talking about what stirs us and moves us, what we live for. Mm. And uh, he's not suggesting that there's a great... Uh, there's a great advantage in being penniless. He's pointing out that when we come to the end of ourselves, um, both spiritually and often in other ways too, then we discover that uh, on the other end of that is the, is the answer that we're looking for that isn't found in the amassing of stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, even our best friends who've, who've done the best, they know that unless they have something beyond that, they really don't have very much at all.
1: Wow. That's absolutely right. Wow. Hey, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Alistair Begg, Truth For Life is on our station multiple times during the week. Let me encourage you, start your day, your weekday at 7.30 a.m. right here on a.m. 1160 with Truth For Life. And you can also end your weekday 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. with Truth For Life. Uh, also on Saturdays at 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. So you can hear... Uh, Pastor Beg, all over our station. I would encourage you to do that. And Alistair, uh, I want to personalize this a little bit and just ask this question. You said that this passage kind of hits you like the like the rake. What is like the which part of this passage challenges you the most personally? It all
2: challenges me the most. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I didn't. I didn't give myself more than a minus five in any of the categories. Tell you the truth, mm-hmm. but. I, I, I tell you, I, uh, uh, it, it's this kind of thing. There's a perverse part of me that likes it when I see President Biden fall down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> not, and, 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 and that's not good. I mean, yeah. I, that's, yeah. not, that's not good. Um, I don't want to regard him as my enemy Mm. But the things that he stands for and suggests are certainly not lining up with the sermon on the plane. Mm. And so the challenge is I have to love those with whom I disagree. Mm. I have to love them, um, which means not accepting everything about them, but mm. loving them because that's what Jesus said to do, mm. and uh, relying on the guidance of the Bible and the help of the Holy Spirit to do that. Mm. And maybe we shouldn't use the president as an illustration, but it's such it's such a focus, and uh, yeah. uh, we could we can do this here. We can actually we can flip it to the other side with yeah. uh, do, with Donald yeah. as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um So, uh, yeah, it's it's a countercultural day by day, sixty seconds a minute, dying to ourselves mm. and living, living mm. in the in the risen life of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Amen. yeah.
3: Hearing you say that, I'm also just thinking how sometimes you can read these passages of scripture, these teachings of Jesus, and go, okay, I, I'm i failing at all of this. I can't <laughs> do it. And, you know, we know that we can't do it in our own strength and our own power. But what's a word pastorally, Pastor Beg, for those Christians who are just feel maybe in despair when they read this passage of scripture, or this teaching of Jesus?
2: Well, I, I think in one sense— It ought to lead us there, first of all, Mm. to and then to look away from ourselves, to look to Jesus, that Mm. the reminder that that all of our acceptance all day and every day is found in Jesus, not not found in our ability to uh, muster up sufficient strength to do all these things, but to recognize that I, I don't have anything to argue in my defense, except that Jesus is a friend for sinners, mm. and I am a sinner,
3: yeah, and
2: and that Good. all of Jesus' sheep are diseased sheep. Mm. I mean, there is no, there are no, uh, per, there are no perfect sheep. There, there was only one perfect, and he was the shepherd. Mm. And so, the flip side of that, of course, is not to use that kind of thinking as an excuse That's right. for us to be able to um, step on the wrong side, if you like, of the of the boundaries it's 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 a balancing act that requires a steady diet of the bible uh, a look into jesus and engagement with our brothers and sisters in jesus because we need each other to help us if if one falls down the other we can pick him up and if one is getting a fat head the other person can uh, insert the the pin to, to reduce the swelling, and, and thereby, and we, we, that, way we help, that way we help each other. That's, that's right. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: right. Oh, that's a great picture. Again, the book is called The Christian Manifesto, Jesus' Life-Changing Words from the Sermon on the Plain. We would encourage you to go get that book. Uh, mm-hmm. I am sure it will be well worth your time. And also listen to Truth for Life with Alistair Begg every weekday at 7.30 a.m. and every weeknight at 8 p.m., right here on AM 1160. Pastor Begg, it is so good to speak with you. Thanks for you're spending so some good. time with us today.
2: Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Aubrey.
1: Yep. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life.